Blog Talk Radio. I think we have, I found a song 
that I think is very appropriate for you. And you have a few instruments there that can play along, and you can have you have your sound machine. So just come along with this. And uh, this is a uh, Julius LaRosa, and I think you're going to recognize this because <laughs> I love it, Julius LaRosa. Hey, Gumbari, ci vuoi suonare? Chi si suona un friscaletto? E come si suona un friscaletto? Un friscaletto tipiti tipitita. Hey, Gumbari, ci vuoi suonare? Chi si suona un saxofono? E come si suona un saxofono? Tu 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 un saxofono. U friscalette tipiti tipitita. Hey, Gumbari, ci vuoi suonare? Chi si suona un mandolino? E come si suona un mandolino? A pling, a pling, un mandolino, tu, 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 u saxofono. U friscalette tipiti tipitita. Hey, Gumbari, ci vuoi suonare? Chi si suona? Como si suona un violino, a zinga zinga violina, plinga plinga mandolin, tu 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 tu, un saxofono, un fiscalette, tipiti tipitita. Ehi compare, ci vuol suonare, chi si suona? La trombetta, ma come si suona? La trombetta, ba 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 ba, la trombetta, zinga zinga, violina, plinga plinga, mandolino, tu 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 tu, un saxofono, un friscaletto, tipiti tipitita. Ehi compare, ci vuol suonare, chi si suona? La trombona, ma come si suona? La trombona, la fuma fuma, la trombona, pa 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 pa, la trombetta, zinga zinga, violina, plinga plinga, mandolino, tu 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 tu, un saxofono, un fiscaletto, tipiti tipitita. Tipiti tipiti, tipiti tipitita. Hey! Hey, a little applause on that, Enzo. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> all the girls here in the audience, they all, you know, they scream when I hear Julius LaRosa. Although now he's about 890 years old, but they still scream when they hear him sing. I haven't heard of that song since a long time ago. Yeah, and you heard, you know all the instruments in there. Look at violina, and mandolina, and saxophone. It's very easy to translate those. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if a saxophone meant piccolo? Anyway, big time up in Maine today. It's yeah, the what's annual Moxie Festival. You know about a Moxie? Oh, yes. Moxie's well, the since we're playing all this retro music, I remember Moxie. Tell everybody about Moxie. That Moxie, Moxie was made in 1876 for the first time. It's the oldest uh, continuing... Uh, on the market uh, soft drink in the whole world. It's been on the market since 1876, and it was made Before in Coca-Cola? Right here in Maine. It was really. Well, it was. It was. It was a pick me up. It was supposed to do your. The, the, they had the the slogan, and the slogan says, "You gotta have it a moxie." And that yes. was their slogan all these years. 
There's a yeah, where's your moxie? I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. moxie. That's right. The moxie is very famous. Unfortunately, it's an acquired taste, you know. Sometimes <laughs> I have to drink it. I have a guy hold a gun on me, and then I drink it, and I hold a gun on him, and then he drinks it. It's a, it tastes off. You ever have a cough medicine? It really tastes yeah, bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moxie's you know, I, I hate that. to say this on, on a children's show, but my mother, I oh. used to wait, pray to get a good cough when I was a kid because they had Cherokee. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it must be outlawed now, Cherokee. Do you remember Cherokee? I, I know why it made a few feel so good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And it's I used to... When I had to go to the pharmacy, in those days we had pharmacies, drug stores. When I went to the pharmacy, <laughs> oh, they put us in that little bag, in that little white bag, and they just, and it, you know, I don't think they, in these days, of course, they put a little tag on it if they're going to, because they'll know if you broke the seal, but I, I don't think oh, they yeah. did that. Now. But I would have figured a way around it, because I didn't wait till I got home. No, I, I said that. Tape, huh? <laughs> Beautiful, Cherokee. What good memories. Moxie, and you're right, I mean. So Moxie you know, was before Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people Coca-Cola? used to think of Moxie was milk. I, I, I think a pretty close, yeah, pretty close. Yeah. To it. it was a sold like a Coca-Cola officially. It was a medicine. It was a make you feel good. Really? Uh, it's supposed to cure all your ills. And Moxie, sometimes you mix with milk. My, my mama, God bless her, she's gone now. My mama used to make a Moxie and milk. And drink that. It was disgusting. I don't know how she did it, but it made her feel good. And now they have every year a three or four day festival up in uh, in uh, uh, up in the Maine in a little town called Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Maine. Oh yes, Elizabeth, Maine. In your act, I think. Yes, I did. I talked about the fact that I had gone to the library on my way to Lisbon, and there was a tour guide to Lisbon. And of course, we know there are two Lisbons: Lisbon, Portugal. And then there's yeah. Lisbon, the more important and the more significant right. one, if you ask the people in Maine, is Lisbon. And if you ask anybody in Maine where Lisbon is, they're going to tell you in Maine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a big difference. And, you know, so I, I, and what happened was I took this tour, and when I got to the I, – I really didn't remember that I was going to Lisbon Maine, but when I got to my location, I put my GPS, I saw Lisbon – High school, we were we were performing, and I said, "Oh, I have the guide." So I started asking. You know the story. I started asking people. I took the guide out to Lisbon, Portugal, and I told people I had just purchased it at the local Seven Eleven. The guide to Lisbon, and started pointing to pictures in Lisbon, Portugal, and asking people in Lisbon, Maine, where I could find these attractions. <laughs> <laughs> and people just scratched their head and said. I don't know, mister, but sounds to me like you got taken. <laughs> if I was you, I would bring that book back. There ain't no places like that around here. <laughs> we got no no street <laughs> no street cars in Lisbon, Maine. You got problems, pal. And finally one guy said to me, the chief of fire chief, and I don't mean to offend the fire chief of of Lisbon, Maine, no wonder you got the wrong book. That's Lisbon, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And when I, yes, and when I explained that story on stage, 
uh, nobody in Lisbon, Maine laughed. What a surprise. <laughs> what a big <laughs> surprise that must have been for you. Sure. So, <laughs> Big Day, Moxie, nice now, does the, whole st- does the whole state of Maine celebrate Moxie Day? Or? Oh, this is a big deal. This is fireworks and a parade and amusement parks. <laughs> and uh, today, this morning, it's a Moxie cook-off. And they, uh, right, they had uh, pulled pork a la Moxie. There's some little kitty. This was right off of the TV this morning. And uh, a Moxie ice cream and a Moxie tuna fish sandwiches. And it goes on and on. I would think a Moxie would make everything taste about the same, like, uh, I don't know, like a Geritol. Quite a big oh, deal. Ger- you forget, yeah. Maine's important, big, important state. My Moxie, yeah. you know, the man who invented earmuffs comes from Maine. <laughs> Well, you know, in upcoming shows, you know, we forgot that L.L. Bean, L.L. Bean, oh, right. from Beantown, lives up there. In, right. in, in fact, L.L. Yes, uh, Bean, can, can I tell an L.L. Bean story? Sure, that's good. Just well, L.L. was traveling down the road one day, and he saw a sign that said, Lobster Tails, 50 cents. And he said to himself, well, that's a pretty good deal. A lobster tail, 50 cents. So he pulled over, walked up to the gent behind the counter and says, that true? You got lobster tails, 50 cents? He says, that's right. So I gives him a buck. I figure, what the heck? I get two. I said, here you go. And he looked at me and said, once upon a time, there was these two lobsters. And then I learned that that's what happened when you don't pay attention to spelling in school. You'll get taken for a buck. So all you kids, pay attention when they're teaching you spelling, because if you're ever in Maine on Moxie weekend and you go down the road and you see lobster tails, 50 cents, boom. They tell you a story about a lobster, and that's not what you wanted. My goodness, that's so funny. Oh, and a Moxie Weekend, it's, we need more laughs up here for Moxie Weekend. Because so many people, <laughs> well, you know, go to Lisbon, try Moxie for the first time, and they take it, and they say, Oh, you're having a three-day And it doesn't make you, th- you feel do with like a Coca-Cola? Characol. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel like Characol, does it? Oh, no. no. Oh, not at all. They should bring no. back, now, a Characol day, that would be a day. That would be nice. Sometimes I think there's one going on all the time in some places in Maine. Oh, when Mama used to come and put the Cherokee in the spoon, I would open my mouth so I please Mama (laughs) more Cherokee. It it was it was wild wild cherry booze is what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, did they keep the kids quiet. Yeah, boy, did it tickle you know, these, your throat. You, go, you rum the baby's gums with a little whiskey when they're teething. Oh, they yeah, make it yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I want, to, I want to be teething again. And then, of course, <laughs> let's talk about, since this is a retro show, we have to talk about Vicks. Before, let's talk about Vicks after this. We're gonna, since we play two Italian songs, let's go to an Italian restaurant with Bucky and Betty. And this oh, is the one that, that, yeah, this gets a little controversial, but so what? So Not what? We're going to... No, I know. <laughs> Bucky and Betty at Mama Faccioli's. They're beans. They're beans. Well, Everyone boys and girls, that. this is a big <laughs> evening in Beantown. Bucky and Betty have been friends for four years tonight, and they're going to Mama Faccioli's to celebrate. 
Let's tune in and see what happens. Well, Betty, here we are. What do you oh, think? Oh, it's so beautiful here. Yeah, it's just a romantic... I picked the most... You know, it's been four years since we've been friends. Fred, oh, Bucky, we have had some really fun times together. Yeah, you know, and, you know, there's a point when, you know, in the relationship, I realize, Betty, you know, after a little while, you know, you, either the relationship moves ahead or it kind of falls behind, but, you know, there's... And so tonight, I wanted to make it really special. Look at them. What do you think of the candles? Oh, there's... They're really nice. Yeah, and, and Bucky, I got to tell you, thank you so much for bringing me here tonight. Well, I picked this night because this is the night, as you know, this, yep. is, the, this is the special night in Beantown where Mama Fagioli makes her spicy, extra spicy pasta fagioli. And you know what happens then? Oh, it sure do. Yeah. That's when everybody lets the wind go free. Yeah, and they got, and, you know, the lot, they let off steam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Boy, this place will be a gas in a little it, while. It you sure know? will. This is okay. a... This is like the fireworks in a restaurant. Oh, fireworks coming from well, the wrong end, well, right, Bucky? Uh, well, you know. We'll be looking in the sky tonight. Well, it's what's his beans expressing themselves is really what it is. Wait, just let's get a little quiet and see what we can hear. Oh, wow. The fireworks are going yeah, off in whoa, this place. Yeah, well, look, listen to that guy. Wow. Hey, Betty, I tell you what, uh, you know. Uh, you try. Uh, I'll, I'll try. Okay, I'll, I'm going to, you don't mind if I go first? No. You sure you don't want to go first? Uh, oh, wait, I, I feel one coming on. Okay, you go ahead. You, do, Ooh, you go first. There it goes. Okay. Whoa. Wow. Hey, wow. Oh, I feel really good. Yeah, well, that spice is acting up on you, isn't it? Bucky, your turn. All right, let me see. Let me see what I can do here. Let me see. Now, this, you know, we don't get to do this often, so it's okay. No, on this once particular, a year. Yeah, once a year. Let me see. Well, what do you, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Oh, Bucky, that one sounds well, really thank good. Thank you very much, Betty. I'm pretty proud of that I'm gonna one I'm going to try to do a double one. You're going to try double? Yep. All right, go ahead. You'll go, go for it, okay? Well, wow, but, that was good. Betty, that almost sounded like a little say, bit of music added to it. You hear that little squeal at the end? Yeah, I did. That's uh, that was quite a quite a twist. Oh it. wait, what's that? What? Well, oh, the waiter. Yeah, he let out he, a really well, good one. That was one. a little close, uh, pal. Well, you know, I don't think he really had to go be that close to us when he did that, you know. Wow. Oh, gee, you really... Hey, well, so what do you think of the... I know the, you know, the violin sound is... It kind of mixes in well with Yeah, all because of this. it's like popping and, and hey, Betty, the violin. Hey, Betty, I got something for you. You know, I know that you've been kind of hitting around, but... Uh, I already had it here under the table, so you, it would be a surprise. Oh, yeah. Bucky, are you giving me my favorite, favorite, I know, favorite, you've been favorite around, thing in the world? Been I've always wanted a friendship bracelet. I know you've been want, asking for the friendship bracelet. Now I just don't. I just want you to be prepared. You know, don't. I don't. Wait want you before to, you give it to me, Bucky. What? I got something for you. Listen what? to this. Oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was, that, wow! That's like so romantic. You let that one grip, boy. Boy, I'm proud yeah. of you, Betty. You know, you, not you, very often you can bring a friend out well, and, know, and let it rip. Yeah, well, good. This, this is good. Okay, so speaking about rip, why don't you just go ahead, rip open this? It's a little heavy. Let me get this. Okay, there you go, Betty. Just kind of. Oh, it's a little bigger it's than. Awful big. Yeah, it's big. Bucky, that. that that looks like a hubcap to a spoon. Yeah, well, it's a rim. What they call it, a, a rim. 
rim. Yeah, well, we're going to... Bucky, it actually, you got it signatured from Randy. R- Randy the Rocket. Remember him? He was the champion oh, of so the Bean Town for years. Well, that's his cap. rim. This is his rim to his phone race. What do I do? Hang it on my wall? No, no. We're going to make a bracelet for you out of this. How are you going to do that, Bucky? Well, we're, we got welding torches down at the, the, the garage, and B- Boss has promised to help me and Batty, and we're going to do this. What's the matter, Betty? You don't look so happy. Oh. Well, you know, and, well, it's the extra parts. We're going to make maybe like some earrings and things, you know? Bucky, that, that, well, Bucky, yeah. I, I'm, well, how am I going to show my friends a friendship bracelet? It doesn't look like a friendship bracelet. Well, like you got to have imagination. Friendship. Just, a friendship right. with Rocky. Okay, but Betty, I'm, just, just try to bear with me. Randy, on what's his name? Rocky, Randy. Betty, Betty why don't you Rascal. just go? Why don't you just eat more of your soup, okay? And we'll talk about this a little later. Hey, boys and girls. <laughs> well, I certainly wasn't expecting that, were you? Boy, those beans really know how to celebrate, don't they? Hey, stay tuned. <laughs> bravo, bravo, bravo. Mama Fudge Eunice, you know, she's the one who fed me the pizza with the broccoli on it last night. And you know, there's no smoking in there anymore because uh, it's the fire laws. You smoke in there and you might cause a big explosion every night. So no open fires in Mama Fudgeo's uh, restaurant. Oh, oh boy, oh, boy. Well, but listen, I... Uh... And we're all beans, you know, and beans uh, say scoozy a lot. See. Si. Well, that's right. I mean, they're, they're not bashful about it. You know, I mean, no, that's just the way it is. It's natural. It's a natural. Right. It's all real. It's all real. Right. You've got to express yourself when it's time to express yourself. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, whenever that happens, it was like rock and roll, you know. And remember, mm. the, since this is retro day, um, let's go back to an old tune that started things back in the 50s that... Maybe some of the kids today don't hear, but boy, this certainly, this certainly uh, said it expressed the times at the time. Chuck Berry, there he is. Right, Whoa. Jumping little record, I want my jockey to play. Roll over Beethoven, I gotta hear it again today. You know my temperature rising, the jukebox blowing a fuse. My heart beating rhythm and my soul keep singing the blues. Roll over Beethoven, tell Tchaikovsky the news. I got the rockin' pneumonia, I need a shot of rhythm and blues. Caught the rolling off the writer sitting down at a rhythm review. I roll over Beethoven, they're rocking in two by two. Well, if you feel it and like it, go get your lover that reel and rock it. Roll it over, then move on up just a trifle further, then reel and rock with one another. Roll over Beethoven, dig these rhythm and blues.
know she wiggle like a glowworm, dance like a spinning top. She got a crazy partner, you ought to see him reel and rock. Long as she got a dime, the music won't never stop. I roll over, baby. Feels. Speed along the lane, you were down or a turn of 25. 
here it comes. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Cherokee, if you have the cough. 
But my, my, my. You know, in all of these things, you know, when I was, <laughs> when this stuff used to uh, happen to me, you know, you'd look at your parents and you'd just wonder, you know, well, let's play a song to ask the question. <laughs> you broke my heart because I couldn't dance. You didn't even want me around. And now I'm back to let you know I can really shake them down. <laughs>
Can you do the twist? <laughs> Tell me, baby. Do you like it like this? <laughs> do you like it like this? Tell me. You know, Tell and me. and that's what I would Tell look at my mother when she was putting on that Vicks rub, and I'd be thinking, do you love me, Mama? <laughs> if you love me, why are you putting this? Why are you greasing me up like you're basting the turkey for, you know, in, in this thing, and i got to smell it all night? And then... Oh. Then I got into the stupid idea that to stick it up my nose when my nose was stuck. Oh, oh, what a big mistake that must have been. Oh. I had to be near death to let my mother do any of that stuff. I had to be like two minutes away from calling the ambulance. Oh, so my, 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 my. We're crazy. What a well, good you memory, know. Huh? Oh, these are painful. How can you forget? There's, there's just, uh, there's just no way that 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 you can do that. Um, you know, why don't no, we? Uh, let, go ahead. No, I you know, let, want to take a little trip downtown and see what's happening in Beantown? Oh, I, you know, I love the Beantown. I love to go there. I got a story yeah, about see. Beantown after this too. Yeah, let's see what the what's happening on the on the news here. Here we go. That's Good morning, Beantown. Welcome to the WBEAN Morning News. Straight to traffic, as it seems there has been a major accident on Life is a Highway. A spoonload of teen beans were carousing late last night when their vehicle left the road on that steep learning curve and collided with an oaf tree. Uh, Excuse me, Brad, did you say oaf tree? Yes, I did, Steve. It seems some oaf was in the way as these teens had trouble negotiating that learning curve. True, Brad. It seems that's a tough spot for teen beans. There have been numerous accidents on the learning curve in the last few weeks. Well, life is a highway, and it's no easy road for any bean, Steve, especially those teen beans. Especially at that particular spot. That learning curve is one tricky turn. You just never know what's coming around the corner, do you, Brad? That's true, Steve, but once you get past that learning curve, life's highway begins to open up a road of success. And remember, Brad, when it comes to life's highway and the road to success, there really are no accidents, are there, Brad? That's true, Steve, no accidents just lessons. I wonder if those carousing teens will ever learn those lessons. And moving along, Brad, Mortis reports on severe frosting on Chocolate Cake Boulevard. Commuters should exercise caution there and try not to lickety-split their way through that frosting. I couldn't have said it better myself, Steve. And our weatherman, Lance Lagoon, predicts there is more icing on the way tonight. We'll be right back to the WBEAN News after these messages. Icing on the road news. today in July, I hope. No news is a good news. <laughs> hey, yeah, well, you, you know, gotta tell everyone what, in the Bean Town we don't have a we don't have a, like a, a regular automobiles. Uh, we have uh, the spoons to drive around on. I don't think everyone see, knows about that. See, 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 see. Yeah, we have know, a big spoon. I have a very famous. Uh, I have a Lamborghini spoon. It, uh, you know, yes. it's a very fancy. Very fancy spoon, you know. I have sometimes. I even have the upper company sends me a driver. I have a, like a chauffeur. It makes me feel well, like a bigger shot. You know? Well, speaking of and vehicles lucky. and everything else, I want to play something from our sponsor here. And here we go. Hey, this is Bucky from Beantown. Hey, are you in love with your car? Well, you will be if you go to the Albrecht Auto Group. 
Infinity of Norwood, Marlboro Nissan, Milford Nissan, Marlboro Auto Body, and any Wuben Foreign Motors location will bring you to the Albrecht Auto Group, proud sponsors of Beantown Pals. And when you leave the lot, you're sure to be in love with your car. This is Bucky from Beantown. Maybe I'll see you there. Yeah. Hey, wow, Bucky knows what he's talking about. He's the only one I let to touch my Lamborghini. He's the only one I let fix. So he says, <laughs> "Well, you take it to the Beantown Garage where he and uh, you know, and 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 Boss and Batty and uh, and all of that. You know, they 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 do the great job down there at the Beantown Garage. Sure do. They do with the Albrecht Auto Group. You know. Yeah. Well, Bucky and, and, knows his stuff. He says they're okay. They're okay with me. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm. You know, I'd, I'd like to. Let's see if we can find a great story here. Pick up on this stuff here. a lot quicker. <laughs> you know, you know. Hey, I got to. Well, let's go down to the garage and see what's uh, happening down there. I think there was uh, oh, an good. interesting like story. Okay, here we go. Good evening, Beans. This is Chuck Scoop with Breaking News. As you know, there's been some sightings of some strange craft hovering over Beantown the last few days. Mayor Hasbeen and Officer Lima say there's nothing to be concerned about, but we will keep you updated as occurrences occur. For all the latest updates, stay tuned to WBEAN News. Is that ratchet wrench? You know that boss knows. That's my favorite tool. I mean, let me look here in his box. Let me move these things around. And maybe sometimes it's always it's always going to be at the bottom. You know what I mean? That's where the heck am I? That's not here. Okay, let me try that that toolbox over there. No, is it hanging up? You know where are they? You know this bothers me. I'm not going to be able to work on this spoon as fast as I want, but. And I need Robo. I mean, I got to hook him up to this this engine so he can do a diagnosis and I can read out exactly what's got to be done and how. But and I don't know where they are. Bucky, where are you? Oh, there you are. Well, Bucky, boss, Bucky, I got to tell something. You know where that wrench is? You know that oh, that ratchet wrench? I got to catch my breath. This is. That one of mine, the Bucky. one I really hey. like. Well, we got bigger problems than a ranch rock, man. Yeah, boss. You well, look, what's the matter with you? Look, you? Well, you're out of breath. You look upset. Hey, wait. Wait a minute. Where's Robo? Bucket. It's aliens. What are, you, what are you talking about, aliens? I'm going to know what Robo is. He's not an alien, boss. He's a robot. What, what's, what's the problem? I, I know he's not an alien. You have to tell me he's not an alien. He's a robot. We were abducted, Bucket. We were abducted by aliens. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Boss, you, you're okay. I mean, you know, you've, you've been under a lot of stress lately. I mean, stress? You know, I know there's a lot of bills here at the garage and business we hasn't abducted. been so good, but I mean, look at Bucky, okay, you okay, boss. We got, we got a lot of spoons starting to come in. It's Buck, inspection Buck, time, Buck, so just calm down. Buck, and, Bucky, are you listening to me? Just stop it. Don't worry about the wrench. Don't tell me about stress. I'm telling you that Robo and I was abducted. We were in a spacecraft, Bucky. Really? Yeah, really. Really. No fooling around, Bucky. Really, we was abducted. We was in a spacecraft. And they weren't messing around, Bucky. This was the real deal. They had us on tables. There was lights. They was talking some kind of gibberish. I was scared out of my wits. Well, well are, you, are you okay? I mean, you look okay. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. I mean, if you call having a kidney missing, okay. 
Bucky, that took out my kidney. I mean, it's a good thing I'm a kidney being because I just grew another one back. But think about Bucky. My original kidney is now floating up in outer space in some kind of spacecraft, hovering about 400 miles over our head. My kidney. Well, I mean, you know, it could have been worse, boss. I mean, you, you, you got another kidney back. Yeah, but Bucky, they didn't even ask. They just took it. I mean, it wasn't even polite. They, you know, where's their manners? They just took my kidney. And they got Robo. You, you mean they got Robo? They still got Robo? Is that where Robo is? Wait a minute, boss. Look at this. My 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 phone's ringing. Look at the look at the caller right there. Hey, boss, we're okay. It's Robo. It's right here. They must have let him go. Hey, hey, give me that thing, Bucket. Hey, Robo, uh, are you okay? You know they they took my kidney. That what did it take from you? You all right? Just where where are you? Tell me. What, what do you mean you? What do you mean you're still on the ship? You mean they haven't thrown you off yet? What do you mean? What do you mean they like you? I mean they took my kidney and then threw me out, but they kept you because they like you? I can't deal with this fucker here. You talk to him. Uh, uh, uh Robo, uh, boss a little upset. I think he upset that they he like they like you and kept you, but they just took his kidney and threw him out. So, uh, so what's going on, Robo? Well, actually, it's not bad, Bucky. What, what's he saying? I'm starting to get used to it. So, uh, what's it like up there, Robo? I mean, you're having a good time? I mean, you say they like you. I mean, what's what's going on? I've nev- never been in a spacecraft. It must be kind of cool. It is kind of cool, Bucky. I'm actually getting used to it. It was cool in that room when they were taking my kidney out. These beings have the same taste I do. <laughs> we like the same kind of food, the same kind of books, the same kind of games, the same kind of TV shows. I feel right at home. Bucket, tell him to get back here right now. Tell him to turn that face around. Okay, boss. So you think you uh, you think you're gonna stay for a while? I mean, you know, we could use you back at the garage. If I've got a lot of spoons lined up here that need a lot of diagnosis. And I mean, how am I gonna do this without hooking them up to you? So you can tell me what's wrong with them. Well, Bucky, I hate to break the news, but I don't think I'm gonna be back for quite a while. They say they have plans for me. Uh, plans? What? What kind of plans could they possibly have for you? Well, Bucky, they want to make me their leader. Their leader? I mean, wait, this is amazing. You're, you're going to be the leader of, of, of their planet? Is that what, that what you're saying? Well, here, here comes Boss again. I, you know, Bobo, I, this is big news. I think you better tell tell, tell this to Boss. Tell me what? What's, what's he up to? You? What, what's going on, Bucky? Give me that phone. Robo, what's going on up there? Well, boss, they want me to be their president. They want me to be their leader. President? Leader? Of what? Of their spacecraft? No, boss, it's much bigger than that. They're talking their whole planet. What What the heck are you talking about, their whole planet? How are you going to do that? you got some work to do here. What are you talking about, a leave of absence or something? Or are you going to be able to do both of these things from some remote location? You can't work remote here. you got to be here. Well, boss, we are working on my replacement. Remember that kidney of yours? Darn right I remember that kidney. You know, I never liked these guys from the first go. Yeah, they just take my kidney, don't ask. It, no manners, these guys. So, so what about my kidney? Well, we're working on something, boss. In fact, we want to run it by you. We're talking about building a clone from your kidney to replace me at the garage. You mean I'm going to be like a daddy? Like a papa? Hey, I always wanted to be a daddy. Well, more or less, that's right, boss. Well, when's all this going to happen? I'm getting kind of excited about this. When do you think this uh, this clone, this little this little uh, boss 
boss whatever when you think it's going to be delivered. Who said anything about it being a boss, Junior? We were thinking more of a robo, Junior. What do you mean? A, a ro hey, it's my kidney. Or at least give me a little credit. I will bring it before the board. What are you talking about, board? I thought you were the president. Can't you decide this yourself? Well, boss, I have to go now. I'll be in touch soon. Heck, what, what do you mean? What do you mean you'll be in touch soon? Robo, talk to me. Robo, are you there? Ro Bucky, he's gone. He's gone. He's headed for another planet with my kidney. You believe this? Well, boss, just look at the bright side. I mean, you're going to get a new robot. Uh, you know, I mean, a, a little Robo Junior. Robo Junior? Heck, Bucky, whose side are you taking? Well, boys and girls, that was quite a story. Imagine going out for a little ride, and then all of a sudden, you wake up and your kidney's gone. I don't think that's polite, do you? Just to take something from somebody without asking? And what about Robo? He seems pretty happy. He's found some new friends. And he's going to be the leader of a planet. And I wonder what Robo Jr. is going to be like. Stay tuned. like that and losing losing him I think kidney. I need some Vicks have you got some Cheracol anywhere <laughs> a, a little car maybe I, I, I'm talking about Cheracol and Vicks and Moxie <laughs> well you know um, have you ever seen a UFO yes I I'd, yes in, yes, in, in real where yep. did you see it yep yep I saw it in uh, Natica, Massachusetts. Hmm. In uh, about 1964, when I was. Wow, you don't my, forget, huh? My mom and my papa. No, no. Well, you don't forget something like that. Yeah. What did you I see? Tell pictures. us. I have a picture. Really? It was a three. Uh, of the. It was the three ships in like a little formation, uh, coming over this. Uh, this well, it was not a mountain. It was a hill. And they were just going right in a formation, and then they all split off, and off they went in different directions. I never forget. Wow. Well, sure, I have seen they... a couple myself, yeah. and uh, mm. it's only And well, you know, Joni Leeds, who is one of our favorites, she's got such great energy. She did a song about UFOs because she too. Oh, she saw did. I know UFO. that's a good song. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's play that right. Yeah. Yeah, of course, because the UFOs are, are visiting Bean Town and taking kidneys. Here's Joni Lee. Wasn't an airplane, not a spaceship, it wasn't a bird or a kite. It was hovering right over our heads. It was there for five minutes or so. Uh, uh, uh. I can only think of one explanation. It's a UFO. was kind of fuzzy, it started to move in the sky, very slowly, coming closer, was right above the sign, I said, hey guys, are you seeing this, or have I gone loco, uh -oh -oh. they said, heck yeah, Joey, what in creation, 
Red K. Maybe I'm now part of the alien race. did it first. Right up before Carrie. Yes, and we all know it from Star Wars. Is that right? Is it Star Wars no. or is it... Uh... Right up before Carrie, it's Wagner. Wagner, yes. Wagner. Ready? <laughs> Well, you have to play that UFO music traveling through the through light years at warp speed in a high hole of silver. Now, that was Star Wars. I wonder if Raiders, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which was it? Neither. Neither. They were... By uh, uh, the the uh, uh, the guy that used to run the Boston Symphony, John uh, Williams, uh, John Williams. Oh yeah, no, written, yes, they used to. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. They used it for Star yeah. Wars, correct? Yeah. They used it Star Wars. That's right. They used it for the Raiders, and that's right too. But we are listening to Wagner's uh, uh, Ride of the Valkyries. It's uh, part of an opera, and the Valkyries were this great big woman with the steel helmets with horns on yes. them, big long. Braided, uh, braided curls. Yeah, yeah. The Germans love the Wagner, you know, especially yeah. one in particular. <laughs> well, you know, there's all kinds of, um, you know, speaking of UFOs and, and uh, you know, aliens. There's all kinds of uh, aliens, and some some say they are kind of like reptiles. And you know, I don't know if a frog is considered must be considered a reptile. What is a no? We know he's an amphibian. Frog is a reptile, sure. They go in the you know in the water. Oh, by the way, the we land. have to tell everybody our guest call-in number is three four seven nine nine six three nine zero three. Who's going to be your guest today? Uh, Debbie Toomey, my good friend. She's a, a nurse. And she mm-hmm. uh, is, is going to talk about play because she's finding out that play is very important for all of us because it helps us relax ah. and it helps us be creative. And she's going to be here in a little while. And uh, I hope mm-hmm. I gave her the right number now, but it's 347 in case she's <laughs> listening, <laughs> 996-3903. And, uh, well, let's listen. I, I love this frog song, and kids love frogs. You know, I, I was always afraid to touch a frog. Fish I would touch. But a frog, uh, but here, let's uh, let's go. This is a fun, My fun, fun My mama said to me, music. don't touch those the frogs or you get a watch. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> and then you'll get the VIX. That's right. <laughs> and you'll get VIX. Ooh, ain't got no hope. I know they alone. Ain't got no hope. I know they alone. I'm a lonely boy. I ain't got a home. I got a voice. I love to sing. I sing like a girl. And I sing like a frog. I'm a lonely boy. I ain't got a home. favorite spiritual healer, 
Debbie, show me, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> How did we do it? Good morning. You have a VIX. Good morning. I love it. I love it. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Did on we give you the pro- did, did we give you the proper introduction? Introduction. It was perfect. Thank you so much. That was great. Well, we have it all here. You know, this is a good time for us to be speaking to you because you are a registered nurse, yes? Uh Uh-huh, yes. Okay. Do you find that that gives you more credibility when you start talking about spiritual healing and, and all the alternative healings? I think so. I think so. The the beauty about um, being a nurse, I believe, is that um, people are, they embrace not only the fact that you're there to care for them, but also to listen to them and to be able to really Uh. have the time to connect with them in every level, wherever it is that they seem to be comfortable, whether it's science, spirituality, or just, you know, just being themselves. Yeah, that's the great thing about being a nurse. We're able to step back and really see the person as a whole and be able to contribute yeah, whatever it is missing. Yeah. yeah I, have a, I have a one question. I have a one mm-hmm. question. As a, as a nurse, uh, uh, what is your uh, stance on a Vicks vapor rub? <laughs> <laughs> Vicks vapor rub. I don't know if you've been. I don't know if you've oh, been my. listening to the show. Do you remember Vicks vapor rub? Did you ever hear of it? Oh, my goodness. I grew up with it. I still have it in my medicine cabinet. <laughs> I love it. Your things are the best, I guess. Well, we have found out that there, it's like anchovies. There is no middle ground when it comes to an anchovy. You either love them or you hate them. And now oh. we found that this... The world is divided into two groups, Vicks Vapo <laughs> lovers and Vicks Vapo haters. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. I hate it myself. <laughs> I'd rather be sick than have that rubbed all over me. Oh, really? Oh, I, 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 grew, I grew up with it. So, And it's, it's one of those comfort type things, so. <laughs> like chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> now, do they, still, do they still make Vicks Vapo rub? They do. They do. Really? Actually, well, they must yes. have taken the ba- bad things out of it. I guess it was a little controversial for a while. But, you know, yeah. you know, just talking about these things and the way that our mothers nurtured and took care of us, they used to put that in a steamer, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, oh, Enzo, sure. do you remember the steamer? Oh, sure. You were uh, uh, a like mister, humidifier thing. You put it in there, and instead of just having it gemmed up in your nose, the whole room now was filled in, and you're just uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and all the nails in your pajamas are sticking to it, and it's, oh, it's awful. Your nose hurts, and uh, your head is so clear now that you, your every breath gives you a headache. It was, oh, torture. Please, God, just leave me sick. I don't want to be fixed. <laughs> you know, those kids in Russia, they had they had the actual steam baths, you know, Russian steam oh, baths yeah. and what they call the banya. Yeah. I mean, they'll go to, you know, and it was the real, we got a little tin can that shot out a little a little spray of, of Vicks mm. in water. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
It you was just, just a mix it in a pot of hot water. It worked the same way. The, uh, you, the steaming water <laughs> right. and the mix, mix with the Vicks was, uh, was, uh, was very healing. It wasn't just a thing where you, you either put the sheet over your head or, or the yeah. little towel and well, so it goes, sure. didn't yeah. get lost, all that beautiful vapor. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Home remedies, and those home remedies are gone. I mean, now it's all in a, a little bottle, and you just, you know, the mother goes, "Here, I got to go to work. Take this." Yeah. <laughs> I think we are I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, call me on yourself if you get in trouble. <laughs> Text me <laughs> if it doesn't work, kid. <laughs> oh my goodness! What an awful way! Um, thank God we missed this part of uh, of, of evolution, I guess. Oh my my my! Well, um, so that's great to know that a nurse believes in Vicks VapoRub and, oh. and other things. And Cherokee, do you now? I can't believe. See, I, I feel that there's a you know we're not going to ask ages here, but I feel like I'm a generation ahead of you, Debbie. But did, did you do you remember or even hear about in the history books of medicine, medical history, Cherokee, C H E R A C O L. I'll never forget that. I could spell it pretty good as a kid. No. It was a cough Cherokee? syrup. Oh, it was a cough syrup. Tommy remembers. That was a good. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> well, it was basically just wild cherry taste with alcohol. It was in thick and gooey. Oh, oh boy! That's all they knew what the older medicines were mostly alcohol. And <laughs> yeah, and I never knew what that. Well, I never knew what that warm feeling was going down my chest until you know I turned eighteen. And I went, wow, that's the same thing as charcoal. <laughs> many a kid who, uh, many the kid who took that when they were very small, now drink whiskey the same way with a teacher. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we don't, you know, this is a children's show. We don't want to encourage any of that, but it's part of life. It it, it was, and uh, well, listen, mm-hmm. it's just great having you on the show. And the first time we met was. Actually, around a, a hospital environment, we were both speaking to a bunch of cancer survivors, yes. and you—you were so fantastic for me that day because I get so nervous when, you know, it's kind of a serious meeting and people are talking about celebrating. You know, well, I mean, it was good to celebrating their their survivorship or t- time since they've had cancer, mm-hmm. and but you got up and you um, you did something that I had seen on the internet on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And never experienced firsthand, but you did yoga laughing. Why don't you tell us about right. that? Well, I did laughter yoga is, is what it's called. Laughter yoga, and okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a form of laughter that um, uses uh, laughter uh, and also deep diaphragmatic breath in order to get people in a place where they're feeling connected, mind, body, spirit. So uh, it was um, created by Dr. Madhakataria. In 1995, a long time ago. So, go ahead. What kind of breath were you talking about? Deep, deep diaphragmatic breath. Right yeah, down to your belly breath. Well, that's how, <laughs> that's how you sing, Tommy, through your diaphragm. Yeah. Well, I used to when I had one, yeah. I had it yeah. after uh... <laughs> You know, it isn't yeah, a surprise. Well, let's talk about the breath for a while, first of all. Not just for mm-hmm. children, I mean, but people don't know how to breathe, do they, Debbie? They 
don't. Well, we used to know when we were born as infants, as little babies, we used to um, breathe, you know, belly breathe is what we used to do. We could see the stomach going up and down. And as we grow up, we pretty much, you know, through just us being told to stand up straight and, you know, just you have to look good, you got to have that poise, uh, eventually, and also stress of everyday life, our breath has changed and became more shallow. And the more, the more stress we're under, the more shallow our breath becomes. And so a lot of people are trying to bring more awareness to that belly breathing, diaphragmatic breath, in order to really help engage the whole body to become more relaxed. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, and it's funny when I'm doing some kind of a healing technique or whatever, somebody's got a headache or something, I ask them to take a deep breath, and it's always <laughs> it's always in their chest. Yes, yeah. And it's hard sometimes to really get the, the, the body to coordinate that way, to be able to bring the breath down to your belly. Um, so, you know, a lot of people would try to um, lay down and put their hands on one hand on the belly and one on the chest just to kind of really see experience where the, the movement is yeah right and that's one of the ways to really um, start teaching people how to do the belly breathing that's really it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a simple way of doing it yeah, but isn't it interesting that we know it is as babies and then forget it and then it's it really takes concentration and work and practice to get it back right right yeah. So, yeah. so now when I, you were so great because, you know, it, it, everybody try, when you try to get up and speak cold, especially when you try to convey humor, if you don't have the audience warmed up and you're, you, um, I hope I say it in the right sequence, laughter yoga. Yeah. When you did that laughter yoga, yoga, it was just fabulous how, and you not only got people to connect with themselves, but you got the whole group to connect Right, right. That's that's one of the great things um, that they've found about laughter yoga, or laughter for that matter. It's a nice way to help people connect heart to heart. So when you can laugh with somebody, it makes it that much easier to connect with them. And that's why it's been used in the school system or even corporations. Um, They've done it in prison in Mumbai, India, and they've found that through uh, laughter yoga, not only did people feel more relaxed and less stressed, but the uh, the barriers that would normally be there that would keep people from, you know, connecting or communicating um, better with other people, that um, that barrier has would go down from the laughter and would create more of a more um, harmonious uh, connection with the other people around them. Absolutely, you know, I, um, you know, that, I mean, it's one of the joys of being a comedian and you know that's my job is to make people laugh and tommy does i mean enzo does a fantastic job of it and um you're really touching the divine aren't you when when you're laughing definitely definitely i believe uh it's one of the quickest way to really get into that meditative mode or nirvana is what i like to say because when you're laughing really really just belly laughing, what ha- even, even if it's fake laughter, because fake laughter eventually leads to real laughter. 
uh, when yeah. you're laughing, you're you're forgetting about your worries that you had prior to that laughing fit, and also you're you're forgetting about the things that you have to do after that moment. So you're 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 really fully connected with your mind, body, and spirit, and also the divine, as you put it. So it's one of the quickest way to to get into that state of oneness, I believe. Absolutely. You know, I've had so many people, and it's actually beyond comprehension to me, but, you know, so, so a lot of times people come and say, I haven't laughed in a year. Mm-hmm. Imagine. W- yeah. What's the sense? <laughs> right. I know it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, what, what do you I, think of that, Enzo? <laughs> Enzo, what about a person not laughing for a year? I don't know if Enzo may have gone off somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, what do you think about the fact that somebody could go a whole year without laughing? Oh, that's impossible. I can't go five minutes. So I understand the, the, the philosophy behind this, this whole laughter yoga. It's, uh, uh, it's, I think it's so important uh, for everybody yeah. to do well, it every day. There's a lot of laughter therapies out there, I know. Uh, and I, you know, I think they work. I think it's it's just just an important part of life. Uh, right. Yeah, now, do you know, uh, Debbie? Are you yeah. familiar with Mom Anita Morjani's work? You know, she says, "Dying to be me." Yes, yes, I am familiar with that. And she said that, in yes. that, you know, I, when I listened to her that I listened to that book, and she said, more than meditation, more than most of the spiritual disciplines, the greatest one of all is laughter. Mm. Yes. Yes. You know, I believe, I believe. I believe. I truly. Yeah. I believe in that. Really. Yep. I, I do. Yep. So and people, I, we can save you. See what this show can do, right, Debbie? I mean, there's a reason we played Fortuna when we introduced you because <laughs> here on this show, this one show, we can save you years of trying mm-hmm. to find the thing that's going to make you kind of. Re- and you, know, I didn't know Debbie until last week. I was listening to an old Alan Watts lecture, who was this great. Um, teacher back in the 60s and 70s, and he was a bridge between the East and the West. He was one of the first to really make Eastern religions a kind of a cult thing, a, a fun thing, a, a wave in in America. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what nirvana meant. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? And now, Do you know what nirvana yeah. means? What does it mean? Right now, well, it, nirvana is it, just in that state of bliss and, and total connection with Yeah, but I didn't else. know what the root word was, and he explained it. Nirvana means breathing out. Ah. I yeah. I've heard it before. I yeah, Nirvana is mind. breathing out. And he said the reason that breathing out is is so important, he says, and he talked exactly about this, because when we're under stress and everything else, we hold breath in. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. And because, just as you mentioned, we're holding breath in, we're, and everybody knows we all do that. When tension, energy, instead of doing the okay. thing that is going to make us yeah. more in the moment, yeah. we freeze, we hold the breath, and he said forcing the air out is letting go. Yes. Yeah. And if, but when it goes out, it has to come back in because you cannot not make it come back in. Right, right. Well, that that makes a lot of sense because it prevents whatever stressor or negative emotion, it ke- keeps it from be- getting stuck or getting embedded in our system. So by breathing it out, just lets it just penetrate yeah, through. And that's what la- laughter is. I mean, when you think about it, yeah. laughter is that 
expulsion of breath, you know, that's mm-hmm. held in, that explosion of breath, which leads to more yeah. in and more out. So all of the, all of the principles are there, the, the breathing, you know, the letting go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, when you're laughing, you are, you are totally in the moment and let go if it's a true yeah. laugh. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. My, my, my best memories all through my life have been times of great laughter. They're all associated oh, yeah. with a great amount of laughter. I mean, those are the things I remember the most. Yeah. Well, somebody wrote once that it's the most distinctive human sound, more than a cry, mm. more than anything. And uh, hyenas have a, have a sound that sounds, but it's really not laughter. But with the, that they is must be in the all the time, the way they go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I'm, we're going to talk about play in a second, but it's always fun to mix music because, you know, I think when I may have mentioned that day, you know, there are many healing techniques, and touch is a healing technique, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. you know that. Touch Definitely. is a huge healing technique, and laughter is laughter is the best medicine. And uh, yes. I just love, I found this song again, and I, I can't listen to this song. I'm even talking about it. I'm starting to tear up because I think it's the legacy <laughs> that we want to give, uh, you know, all of us here on this show certainly want to leave with not only the kids but with with adults. And we're going to talk about, how to stay forever young when we come back. Mm. All right? So let's let's do this. Great. I love this song. Here we go.
that was great. Better than that one. Isn't that oh, beautiful? Oh, I love it. I love that song. You know, and That's I think uh, as parents, we should play that to ourselves and to our children <laughs> once a week. You know, just come gather them around and hold them. And, jeez, uh, you know, the words in there, just, you know, and, 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 and I hope when you finally fly away, I've served you well. Wow. Mm. Beautiful. I'm a fairly well, young one. My brain's not doing it so well. I've <laughs> <laughs> an older brain. It's true. <laughs> and, Debbie, one of the ways that, um, and I also love that one, he says, no, no matter whether you're a vagabond or prince, you know, I, I support your choice or something to that effect, and it's just, uh, you know, it's just so beautiful. So one of the ways that you've discovered, and it's kind of we're maybe in sync with each other, but also I think with the way the world is starting to wake up, we hope, is one of the ways to stay forever young is, is play. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, definitely. Play, how how important it is and how it's really people are actually, experts out there are studying the science of it and the different properties of it and how how important it is really in our lives, whether you're young or old. And just the, the sheer importance of having that um, uh, energy, the purposelessness of play and how that can really um, make our brain get much stronger and bigger and just run so much more uh, efficiently. So it's really well, you know, amazing. I, I, well, I think I love what you said there, the purposelessness, the purposelessness of yeah. it all. Because in this society, everything must have a purpose or it yeah. doesn't have any credit or value, especially right. in money. If it's not going to make money, what good is it, right? Right. Or if it doesn't have an outcome, what's the bottom line? That's what's right. What's the result? Exactly. What is the bottom line? Is Especially <laughs> yeah. in education now, we've got to get tests to prove that we're doing things right. We can measure, you know. Right. And then And now play is saying, oh, no, 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 no. Purposelessness is mm-hmm. is the goal. Right, right, right. So what happens when, when it's just play, when it's just purposelessness, when there is no purpose to it? What, what is, what's the point of that, most people will ask? So I'm going to play devil's mm. advocate. I know what it is, but... Mm. Yeah, well, for, I, for children, what happens with play, according to experts, like um, people like Stuart Brown out there, um, it really, and a psychologist like uh, Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, he's, he's got such a long name, it's hard to pronounce it, but he, you know, it puts people in a state of flow. Well, again, going back to nirvana or that oneness, it makes people just be themselves. It helps people just get lost in time, just being in the zone. It gives them freedom. It gives them creativity. It helps them learn about themselves in contacts of, you know, how they are with other people without any uh, reservations. You know, it helps them with um, just to have that sheer fun, um, to be spontaneous, um, to just kind of test their boundaries and learn about, you know, how they could do certain things. And even if there is play that has rules, sometimes it helps them, you know, if they really engage in that play, it makes them want to continue the play so they kind of bend the rules or be more creative in how they could 
maintain that play still within that boundary of um, the rules. So it helps them really become um, more resilient and also creative. Right, and well, and again, it's funny because it's kind of, you know, an endless loop here. But the purple mm-hmm. purposelessness becomes the purpose. <laughs> yeah. The purpose exactly. is to get to purposelessness, uh, you know, because it, and then it starts to, as we find out here with the show or in our writing or anything else, play gives makes you see the new possibilities that you never would have if you hadn't gone into that that state of that zone, and you start to draw brand new connections to things. I mean, right now I just got a crazy idea. The guy that was making batter for some kind of, whether it was uh, a muffin or something, and he dropped it on the stove, and that was the beginning of cornflakes. Ah. You know, Very because he, it was that accidental, you know, he's doing one other thing, and then bang, or how many people, I mean, recently Velcro came from the fact that they were looking for, oh, somebody was going through a field and noticed how a sticker stuck to his trousers. Mm-hmm. I remember the days of stickers. <laughs> Did you yes. get to play in the country, in the woods? Mm. We had a big field, and we would play in the field. You told me, do you remember stickers? Oh, sure. I still have them. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie, did you experience stickers? No. What came out? Okay, so where did you grow up, Debbie? Where did you grow up? Well, well I grew up really in the city here, so in, in the Boston area, but I was born in the Philippines. So. Oh, oh okay, no wonder yes. you didn't have stickers. It's an, no, <laughs> it's an indigenous... we had different stickers there. <laughs> <laughs> we never lost in, in downtown of Boston, that's for sure. But, uh, Yeah, any field. Right, what happened was when they would tear a house down, they'd leave the foundation in a field. That was our playgrounds, was these empty (laughs) foundations and houses. (laughs) Right, Tommy? Mm -hmm. They were kind of a gun to get off. They were very difficult to get off. Yeah, and what they are is they're part of a plant. Yeah, Yeah, and they would, as soon as you brushed them, boom, they would cling to you. And yeah, they, yeah. they they left their their little thorns and I mean yeah they were quite so so that came by somebody just walking through a field looking for you know something to use in in the NASA project and that's how Velcro because all of these crazy things yeah. happen not when you and we're such a society that is so focused on planning and as you said reaching outcomes that mm-hmm. so much is missed that the great right. minds like Edison and Tesla and all the others find by playing around the, the lab or playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. how do you use it in as a therapy? I mean. How do I use it as what? As a therapy when, you, when you're dealing with your oh, clients yeah. or your patients. Oh, yeah. Well, what I do is I, I, I whatever workshop or presentation or anything that I do, I, I add an element of play to it because, yeah, whether it's speaking to a group of Harvard researchers or nurses or cancer survivors, people with dementia and Alzheimer's, people with low-income housing, you know, I always have to, it's a part of my nature just to add play to whatever it is that I do because it makes it more engaging for me to share it. Um, So when I can have fun at whatever workshop it is that I'm facilitating or teaching, then that that carries through, and it makes the right. people have fun 
and they, it helps allows them to see something a uh, heavy content uh, or an intellectual content in a different light. So that way they can come away really um, having that essence of what it is I spoke about, but really experiencing the the fun or the the, the learning. So I use play in um, laughter yoga. Obviously, I use play when I do healthy steps. Uh, it's an exercise using um, props with healthy movements. And I use play when I coach people uh, or, when I, again, when I speak or when I teach because I want to be able to – I like to use all the senses when I am in front of somebody. So it's listening, the hearing, the visual, and the touch, and, you know, all these different things I feel will kind of provide the best lesson for – or the, the best experience for the people that I'm in front of. So I use exactly. it in everything. Yeah. Exactly. What is I was in uh, when we were working on some, one of the projects for the for Bean Town, and we were in New York City, and we were in a big um, game developer when, with all of the people who build the video games, and there was a great sign on the wall. Do you know the expression that we don't we don't uh, we don't stop playing because uh, we get old you know the rest of that one mm. it's a great expression no. i forget who first came up with it i i it's we don't get old we don't stop playing because we get old oh. we get old because we stop playing oh yeah i love it that's great yeah. <laughs> that's good that's nice and, uh, i like that yeah and so tommy and i will never and i can tell by by the, your interest in all of this and what you do, and that what you you said. Now this is kind of recent for you. I mean, you ha, you you said this was a recent discovery of of play and you incorporating yeah. in your life because you felt that you were getting too serious. Well, yes, and also you know I never really appreciated that aspect of me, my personality, trying to you know infusing it in all areas of my life until I started studying positive psychology, which is the science of happiness. And I got certified in that, and now I'm a positive psychology coach. And it's it, positive psychology puts science and evidence in the different things that we normally do but take advantage of, just like saying our gratitude or a random act of kindness or, you know, playing or praying or just doing all these different things that, normally you know are considered good manners or being a good person but now people in the positive psychology field are studying breaking these things down these qualities and really seeing how when you practice these things qualities consistently it does help with your overall um level of it can help with um, quality of life it adds meaning to your life it makes you more optimistic it helps with your health it helps with your happiness of course it helps with your immune system so they they're finding all these wonderful things that um, has to do with consistent practice of all, all these wonderful qualities so play is one of those qualities or um, activities that when you purposely do that or infuse that in certain areas, they find that this is what happens. People are more creative. They're, they become more, their brain function more. They become more relaxed. They, you know, so all these things that we said, oh, yeah, that made me feel good when I did that. But scientists are saying, okay, if you could do that 
a little bit of that every day, this is what's going to happen to your blood pressure. It's going to go down. Wow. This there is going go. to happen to your depression. You'll need less antidepressant depressant <laughs> medication. You know, what a concept. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, oh, well, you'll sleep better. Month. Yeah. So play it is actually very important. Very, very important. And, you know, going back to, you know, I don't want to get too heavy, but, you know, just, you know, Stuart Brown, again, he's one of the experts in play. He tells, he says that the opposite of play is not work. The opposite of play is depression. Ah. How, so, how so can, you, can you define, can you define play for us? Because uh, it's different for everyone, I would think. I mean, well, you know what? I mean, other than, I mean, I know if you're, you have a ball and a bat and you're, you're outside yeah. and you're playing around, that's one thing, but... Yeah. What can be? What else can be considered play? Okay. So, what's considered play? There's really, is that you know, play has many different definitions, and even the experts themselves have a hard time defining it because it's mm-hmm. just you know. So they, because they're scientists, they have to break it. You know, there's they say there's properties of it, or there's you know these qualities of it. So you know, the properties, some properties of play is you know again that purposelessness. You know, just doing it because you want to do it and volunteering just because, again, you want to do it and you're attracted to doing something. It's something is pulling you, you know, it's catching your attention. And it gives you freedom of time. There's just like you lose your, you, you get in the zone when you're playing. Again, some psychologists would say you're, you're in the flow. Um, or you play is when you have a diminished um, a level of um, self-consciousness. You're not worried about, ooh, what, you know, how do I look when I'm what playing? Do I look? Or, That's you know, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so you're playing. You're just having fun. You're rolling your sleeve up, and you're just getting there and getting dirty, right? And you're also... <laughs> <laughs> it can be almost anything, really, that, that gives you some kind of joy. Yes, yeah. So it's just... Or some it's, kind of relief, maybe, is a better term. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's all these wonderful things that has no results, but the play itself becomes the result. And also all beautiful? these wonderful things. Yeah. Well, let's, let's take a minute break and listen to this guy. And, you know, everything you've said, because I've just uh, come across this uh, little piece, uh, this man exemplified, and I think that's why he was such the rage and really broke comedic ground. Here, here we go. Here. Him while he's oh uh, playing to them. 
And what well, yeah. all the elements of, yeah, go ahead, Debbie. No, I was going to say, I, you know, Steve Martin, I mean, he was classic growing up. He was a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, he broke all of the, I mean, there was, he had the whole element of play, didn't he? He had the, uh, oh. the, the, you know, the arrow through the head and the rubber chickens and, uh, mm, you know, he'd pick up yeah. that banjo. Everything about him was play. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the fact that he that would come time. out. I hear that all the time, and I laugh every single time. Oh yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's he he embodies that so well, and, and you know he'd come out in this white suit, you know, <laughs> wow. looking like yeah. a, a million dollars, and here's this guy with an arrow through his head and the the contradiction, <laughs> and that, you know, he and, and, and for yeah, you know, and I mean, and talk about life and um, its contradictions, the yin and the yang, and. You know, in comedy, you know, I feel so gifted that I, you know, found my way into being a comedian. It's something that I never thought I could do. And, you know, we, it maybe this is, you know, at the venue to really get too deep with people. But, you know, one of the things we want to teach kids is that, you know, there is a part of themselves that uh, is that they're not aware of just you know and when you're talking about all of this isn't it amazing that we're just like with breathing we got it down when we get here <laughs> yeah this this whole process of forgetting and then trying to relearn it and here we are the only way you know and alan watts touched on this he says you know we're losing uh losing faith in in traditional religions, and maybe that's good, maybe that's over. We don't have to get into that. But people, the science has become the new religion, and so it's interesting that unless people are doing all this research to tell us what we already know. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But because we believe, we don't believe in what worked before, for whatever reasons, and there were probably a lot of good reasons that we moved past that. But now we have to go, oh, let's do some research on this when we know that play feels good. And we know all these things, but everybody is telling, you know, the kids and everything else, oh, no, we can't let you play in school. That's no good. We have to give you more books and more discipline and more, you know, analytic thinking, and we have to get you up in your head. And and, no, we're not going to let you go out and play (laughs) Recess, even though we know that that really feels good and you're a much better student when you come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and that's what we hope to do with the show is just, you know, say, you know, be spontaneous, be yourself, because there's a part of you driving the buses, we want to say, that gets you. A, I, you know, as we, uh, we talked about, I talked to inner city schools and I, the one of the, I mean, there are certain things that come along when, especially when you think you're the teacher, but the the children, I mean, the greatest teachers of all, don't you think? Hmm. Yeah. You know, they just come out with, you see how they play, you see what they know and what they'll just come out with spontaneously. And it's, you know, they are in touch with the divine. And so what comes out of their mouths a lot of times is divine. And I was teaching these kids, and the story I always tell on the show is I lost my leg as a kid, and they told me they wouldn't ride a bicycle, but I got back on the bicycle. So I said to the kids, I, I learned how to, I taught myself how to ride the bicycle in a new way. And I said to them, these are, was an 11-year-old girl, a fifth-grade class, and I said, uh, did anyone you have, you have to teach yourself something, you know? And this little gal stand, stood up and she says, yeah. She says, I taught myself how to walk. And I looked at her and I said, oh, isn't that nice? I said that, you know, you were sick or you had an accident. And she looked at me and she said, no, 
the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, go on. I love it. I love it. I love it. Very good. Right. And I stopped and I looked at the teacher, and the teacher had had them. It was like May or something. I was giving this class, and we looked at each other speechless. I mean, this kid just came out. Talk about somebody who's in touch <laughs> with innate wisdom and, right. and knowledge and soul and the divine. Nobody had to teach us how to walk. We got it ourselves. There was no walking yeah. classes. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody had to teach us to play. That just came mm-hmm. with the equipment. Nobody had to teach right. us how to breathe. So all of these, the, the most important things in life, nobody taught us how to pick out the food. I, my, my brother was over with his um, grandson the other day, and this kid found out about a cherry. He's like four-year-old. Well, once that cherry went in his mouth, there was no end to the amount of cherries <laughs> that he wanted. Oh, you know? <laughs> that's great. And here's this red, red-faced kid, and he just keeps, he's screaming, you know, don't take that, <laughs> like Cherokee and Vic, don't take it away. <laughs> we had a cherry addict on our hands. <laughs> so it's so much fun. You know, That's have you great. seen effects? I mean, have you done this enough now with people, say, who were uptight and people who didn't, uh, who really needed to find out about reconnecting with themselves through play? Have you seen results for you, on your own cases? Well, uh, as far as uh, I don't really take um, down data, but when I come back each time, they are they're in that ready mode, like, okay, let's go, let's play, you know, because they ah, already know. Okay. You know, so they're already there's no oh, there's no explanation. There's just you know let let's let's get let's get down to the fun. You know, one of the um, in the most interesting um, groups of people that I uh, did laughter yoga for um, is for a group of um, Chinese seniors in Boston for South mm-hmm. Cove. And um, because I'm not Chinese, every time, for the most part, when I would go there and do the laughter yoga, I would have the case manager, and she would interpret. And then so I would tell, you know, I would do all these motioning-type exercises, and the interpreter would interpret, and then the people, all the seniors, um, would follow. And by the way, the oldest senior that participated was 96 years old, and then, but then she eventually, the next class, she said, oh, you know, through the translator, she, you know, walks with, you know, steadily with the walker. She, said, she told the case manager to tell me that her doctor said, oh, she can't do that anymore. So the, the next youngest person that participated was 86 years old. So for eight weeks, it was great. But anyways, the case manager from time to time would have, to, would have meetings and, I would just be the one doing the laughter yoga without an interpreter. But what the beauty the beauty about the laughter yoga was that they pretty much they would show up during for the class. I would be there, and they would just start following the leader. We would just start doing the exercises, and it was beautiful. There was no, you know, there was no language communication, but we communicated through laughter and body language. It was beautiful. I loved nice. it. Nice. Well, yeah, and again, listening to Alan Watts, you know, he said that, it, it, you know, people get so afraid of communicating if they're in another country or they need somebody who speaks a foreign language. And he said, yet 
he says, just through the rhythm of the language, no matter what language is, and eye contact and facial expressions and body language, communication is still possible. And the fact that it almost transcends language. So, yeah. yeah, that the fact that, and again, that's a sense of play, isn't it? It is. It was, it's beautiful because everybody, we were speaking the same language, which was laughter. And we used play. Yeah, to be able to get it done, to get, you know, our exercise in, to be able to communicate, to be able to just be there in the flow. It was beautiful. It was really, really Well, you great. know, I, I love that science is coming to the aid of all of this because, again, you know, corporations and schools and, you know, society in general, they want proof, you know, and they, you know, as you said, outcomes and everything. Let's get serious. And it's like, why? Well, if we can yeah. do this and have fun, Why? Why do we have to yeah. get serious, you know? And it's almost like that kid that kid who knows how to take a deep breath into her, her stomach, or you know, and then it's like, well, no, we're going to teach you how to stop that and get short breath, or, you know, we're going to take play away, and we're going to take music away, and we're going to take dance away, and we're going to take all those things away because we got some really important stuff. <laughs> yeah. We've got to get really yeah. serious here on we this gotta, planet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, we were... We we were well at least for me a lot of people were taught to you know you got to be serious you got to buckle down you got to do some work you got to focus so you can become successful so now the great thing is <laughs> which is kind of funny in a way is like the scientists are saying oh okay all these fun things like play or laughter and deep breathing and uh, drawing or listening to music actually can make you relax you could be silly and look we're finding that. It make it enhances your work. It enhances your life, and will actually make you more successful if you allow it. So the science, the research, the results are giving us the the proper, the prim proper adults the permission to play. So yeah, it's that that permission. Is, this is your sl- like this is your this is your Remember that, Tommy. Some of that Enzo, the uh, transfers we used to get on the bus. You know, Enzo's gone. Yeah, and yeah. so now yeah. you, you get a transfer. You can now continue the ride. We'll give you a transfer yeah. to a different vehicle. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's, yeah. you wanna, let's have a little music, and this is just a fun, fun song that kind of demonstrates everything we're we're talking about. Let's we'll, we'll take a little break here. <laughs> Walking down the beach one bright and sunny day, I saw a great big wooden box afloatin' in the bay. I pulled it in and opened it up, and much to my surprise, ooh, I discovered a right before my eyes. Ooh, I discovered a right before my eyes. I picked it up and ran to town as happy as a king. I took it to a guy I knew who'd buy most anything. But this is what he hollered at me as I walked in his shop. Ooh, get out. Out of here with that before I call a cop. Ooh, get out of here with that before I call a cop. I turned around and got right out of running for my life. And then I took it home with me to give it to my wife. But this is what she hollered at me as I walked in the door. Oh, get out of here with that. And don't come back no more. Oh, get out of here with that. And don't come back no more. Oh, 
I wandered all around the town until I chanced to meet a hobo who was looking for a handout on the street. He said he'd take most any old thing. He was a desperate man. But when I showed him the... He turned around and ran. Oh, when I showed him the... He turned around and ran. I wandered on for many years, a victim of my fate, until one day I came upon St. Peter at the gate. And when I tried to take it inside, he told me where to go. Get out of here with that and take it down below. Oh, get out of here with that and take it down below. The moral of the story is if you're out on the beach and you should see a great big box and it's within your reach, don't ever stop and open it up. That's my advice to you. Cause you'll never get rid of them. No matter what you do. Oh, you'll never get rid of them. No matter what you do. <laughs> there was a situation, no language, but we all knew that, that whatever that boom-to-doop was. <laughs> it wasn't good. It's a Phil Harris song. Yes, isn't that fun? Very catchy. It is great to uh, to just have play. And you're right. And the magic word of all the words you've said today, Debbie, I think is permission. Isn't that awful that we need permission to play? Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 permission yes. Permission to play. And it's, permission. Actually, you know what? The, that word, permission, is something that, you know, we've kind of taken, the, for me, I've taken it for granted until, you know, hearing it from my positive psychology professor, Paul Ben-Shahar, who taught in Harvard University, he said, you know what, we need to give ourselves permission to be human. Permission yeah, to be human. So if you make a mistake or if you just yep. kind of, an oops, or you just want to play, or you just want to take a nap. Permission to be human. Unbelievable! <laughs> it's so true. Imagine right? so many people will feel guilty. They don't. They hate to. Oh, I never take a nap. I'm saying, well, you're crazy. <laughs> Why would you deny yourself that beautiful pleasure? Mm. Don't you think our culture has changed in the last uh, 30, 40 Awful. years? Awful. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Uh, this need. This. 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 This mental problem that people have now and they're allowing themselves. Yeah, about being serious. I mean, but, it's uh, just, that's a, kind of the sign of the times. The last uh, yeah, and, and you know, we we turn yeah. down people turn down their noses at people who are playful or goofy. Or I mean, that's been my problem my whole life, <laughs> and Tommy's problem <laughs> his whole life. We're always getting in trouble, you know, and uh, yeah, and that's good. And that, you know, and I as a manager when I, I manage sales people. Yeah, I, I would tell them, you know, they said, well, I don't want, one one gal said to me, uh, I don't like working for you. And I said, really, why? She says, well, when I call you up with a problem, you always ask me, well, that's an interesting problem. What are you going to do about it? She said, I don't want to know what I'm going to do about it. I want you to take care of it. She said, I, she says, because if I do something about it and it's a mistake, then I have nobody to blame but myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I said, and I was, I say, well, you missed the point. I says, I want you to make mistakes because through mm-hmm. mistakes you learn. You can't have, and I'm rediscovering this myself. 
my stepdaughter graduated from uh, high school the other day, and the speaker said, talked about Oprah saying, expect failure because mm-hmm. failure is part, the yin and the yang. You cannot, it is impossible to have success without failure. Oh, I And see. failure means you're trying. And then play, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you're trying to build that, you take the blocks and you're trying to see how high you can go. You're going to, eventually they're going to fall. The higher you go with the blocks, the more danger mm-hmm. of, of failure. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. You know? I agree. Yep. One of, you know, uh, one of the... One of the things I love about, um, well, there's a great Disney movie that I love called Meet the Robinsons. And oh, yeah. I love I it. love that only because the movie itself is wonderful, but the message behind failure is just yeah. so, it's, it's just, I will remember it forever because they celebrated failure. When they would, the characters would sit around their dinner or breakfast, they would share, you know, okay, so... Did you fail in today? And they would celebrate that. They would celebrate it. Because <laughs> I've got to find a clip that, of that. I love yeah. it because in that failure comes creativity and invention, you know. So yes. that's when they become better and become better and better. So it's amazing. And it was just like a, uh, it was an eye-opener. It's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> they're celebrating failure. So I bring that to, you know, that that piece, and I just kind of, I love sharing it with my kids, and I love sharing it with other people because we're so afraid of failing, we're so afraid of making a mistake, of you know because of judgment or because losing money or whatever, but failing is just part of becoming an expert or becoming human, being human. Exactly, and the lessons learned. And I was talking to somebody on the beach last night, and they said that when you by losing everything, you find yourself. Mm, yeah. And only by yep. losing everything do you find yourself, because that's all that's left, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, and yep. that... I never spend much time looking, so it doesn't make much difference to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 well, it's, uh, it's you know, I, I want to play a thing. This is I found this some fabulous stuff on YouTube, and this one really struck me. And it comes from a big company, Unilever. And they, have you seen this, Debbie, where they're interviewing the kids and they talk to them about what their dreams are and what they want to aspire to be? Yeah, no, let's play it. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah, here we go. It's a great bit. Yeah. You're never too young to make a difference. If I find a problem, I'm going to find a way over the problem. A lot of people don't know that there's hunger in the United States. They don't know it's in their home neighborhood. Trying to help those who need it. When we wash our hands, the half of the water gets wasted. So I made this invention. I thought about this problem. I feel a little bit sad because it's not really nice having all this rubbish in the ocean. There's paper, there's bottles. If I could make an invention that could take up all the rubbish in the ocean and make a giant soup. It's called my daily idea book and it's coming from my heart and my head. This is where I make my inventions. It's just the prototypes, but someday we actually are going to make them into real inventions. I'm making a robot. It's going to have a dustbin next to it with some rubbish. 
My ideal world is where there is no littering, no pollution. If I would be the Prime Minister of India, in one house there should be one tap and water should come from the tap. Stop our hunger. If you give food to somebody, you can really show them that they're loved. There needs to be a change. Definitely possible. If you just try, yeah. coming from wow. kids. That's coming from the youth, huh? Isn't that beautiful? I love it. I love it. That's yeah. great. Oh, well, listen, great. they're going to, this, Tommy, of all the shows we've done, boy, did this one fly, huh? Yeah, it certainly did. It certainly and Debbie, did. you were a you huge part of that. It was, you, yeah. your insight and your, your, your laughter and all of that. And we've only got 19 seconds before they end the show on us. So will you come back again, Debbie? Of course. Thank you so much for inviting me. So much fun. Oh, I would love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. And everybody have a great day. Four seconds. Tommy, I'll talk to Enzo. I'll talk to you later. And thank Good you so show. much, everybody, for joining us. It was a bye-bye, wonderful everyone. show. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. All right, bye-bye. Just follow the beat For real, you can feel the excitement in the air Leave your worries behind and just forget about your